0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the communications director here at Real Life Ministries, and I'm with my good friend Jim Putman, who is the lead pastor at Real Life Ministries, uh, especially Post Falls, which brings me to my question. Here it is, 2023. It'll be the 25th year that Real Life has been around. Uh, Now we have campuses, though, Jim. Tell me about the thought process about why we have campuses in a uh, small geographic area and why don't we just have our main building here in Post Falls?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Well, there's several factors involved. Um, On the financial side of it, uh, we decided that rather than continuing to build bigger and bigger buildings to bring people to one location, it was much cheaper to spread out and to start multiple campuses. Uh, fixing up or buying or building smaller buildings is far less expensive than continuing to build onto a very large structure. Uh, secondly, we knew that driving distance in North Idaho, you know, at one point was you could get a long ways in a short amount of time mm-hmm. because of the traffic. Uh but as more and more people come, it gets uh the geographic area distance uh that we used to be able to travel quickly. we can't travel quickly anymore and so we wanted to put uh our ministries right in the the area of where people live mm-hmm. so they could invite their friends so that they uh the buildings could become tools to reach out and minister to their own geographic area so it, every building we have. Is we don't ever want it to be empty, so we will be. We have, uh, you know, Lifelines Ministry where we're helping people do job training and and get food. We we do all kinds of partnerships with the school districts and uh, recovery ministries and youth ministries and children's. You name it. The buildings become a tool in that area. People who have to travel a long ways from the from these uh, geographic areas. Uh, don't use the building in in their area as a tool, so we wanted them to have a tool to reach their community for Jesus. Thirdly, we believe that our job is to go we're reaching the world, not building it and having them come to us so philosophically, we want to reach out into those communities and one of our most important uh missions is to make biblical disciples in relational environments so we want to reproduce disciples who can make disciples. Some of those, everyone's a disciple of Jesus, but not not everyone is a leader, but leaders Mm -hmm. do emerge. Mm -hmm. So for us, as we make disciples, leaders emerge, we, you know, they volunteer at high levels if they're not called to full-time ministry. They help oversee ministries. Some of them are called to full-time ministry. And so we hire them on staff uh, or... We plant churches. We've planted, uh, you know, a dozen churches outside of the geographic area of North Idaho, uh, or our specific area, and that happened because we raised up people uh, to that could be pastors and shepherds and teachers and and uh, and so most of our staff here was raised up from within. They weren't hired from without. They were educated, discipled, saved here in many cases. And so now they're on staff, but but then that becomes a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so we want to raise these people up, to send them uh, to these locations. Not only church plants outside of the area, missionaries outside of our country, we do that as well. But we have people that got saved in Spirit Lake. Mm-hmm. They were discipled. They became leaders, and now we want to be able to reach that area with people that live there. And so. We didn't want there to be a ceiling here at Post Falls as far as leadership is concerned. And so we wanted to raise up people at every level. So
0: campuses give a place for more people to play. Uh, You were talking about relational environment. It seems like uh, when we did make the move to decide to make campuses that uh, getting larger and larger in one area actually made the relational environment harder to sustain.
1: Yeah, uh, we would say this. Um, there are some things that a large church that's connected organizationally can do that a small church can't. We are able to feed thousands of people a month. Mm-hmm. We are able to, you know, help entire school districts with, you know, whatever it may be. We we are able to create sports and outdoors ministry. There's some things when you collectively come together that works best. There's some places where it doesn't work best, like in relationship. That's why every door leads to small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one-on-one relationship, small group relationship is where discipleship happens. So there's some places that work better small, some places work better large. The early church had both. They met together in the temple courts, large groups, and from house to house, small groups. And to have a church that that embraces the largeness but also embraces the smallness, gives us every aspect that the church was supposed to have. And so when we we get to the point where the group is large enough in one place, why not spread it out Mm -hmm. so that we have other venues where, where medium to large groups can be that spill out into small groups? And so again, though most people are undiscipled and which makes them you know saved but consumers what what we're trying to say is a mature person isn't so interested in what they enjoy you know like christianity's a buffet i'll take the places that i like the things that i like leave the rest mm-hmm. we're saying no god's word gives us kind of a a recipe of the faith which includes things that we don't necessarily agree or, or not agree with but mm-hmm. don't necessarily like because um we're moving From self-centeredness to God-centeredness, and God wants to see people come to know Jesus. One of the things that I hear often is, you know, I want to find a church I'm comfortable with. As far as I understand it, Christianity is really not about your comfort. Mm -hmm. It's actually, unless you take up your cross daily and die, you know, follow me, you can't be my disciple we're about the mission of Christ. And so when I, when I see people say, you know, there's just too many people here at at church, you know, or it's just getting too big. I, I, I wonder if God thinks it's getting too big. If he waits to return because he wishes none to be lost, Mm -hmm. then no, he doesn't think it's too big. Now, as we gather together, there's things that the large group does that, I think are amazing. Look at all these people here. I'm not the only one. God's using these people. This is amazing. Uh, all these people. I can't believe I got to mm-hmm. got to to be here and I had to walk um, you know 3 blocks to get here what a great problem and somebody was in that seat I like and I'm just so glad they're here that that's more of the mindset of a disciple but at the same time how do we get these people connected in relationship because we all need that and God says we're to have it that all happens in in all these different ways within a church community yeah and
0: I would uh you know you alluded to the the population growth in this area uh it's really not a change in philosophy our our environment changed here in Kootenai County, uh, take for instance, post falls where the, our, our main campuses where you started, uh, it was, uh, roughly about a town of less than 8,000. Yeah. And now in 25 years, it's over a hundred thousand. Yeah. And, uh, that percentage of change over, uh, even a 25 year period. And the County has also grown at that kind of exponential rate. Uh, It really changes the playing field on uh, how we are going to win this this county, which is another reason we've we've got the campuses. Yeah. What's your uh, philosophy? I know a lot of different uh, different churches have campuses and, uh, you know, some do video venue. uh, Some do, uh, you know, the the the. They basically are like little church plants. What's what's the philosophy of what we do uh, here at Real Life with our campuses as far as preaching and teaching?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what we do is, in order for us to stay aligned and together as all the campuses we do, we have a staff meeting every week. We um, get together and we pray. We plan and do things together uh but it, it, we also believe in a church not being personality driven other than the the personality of Jesus right mm-hmm. so if we're if our job is to reproduce disciples who can make disciples at every level we want more home group leaders who have been discipled who can make disciples um we want more leaders why why do i think my job is to be the preacher for all the campuses shouldn't my job be i'm going to raise up people Uh, who who are able to preach the word of God, Mm -hmm. either at a church plant, which is outside of Kootenai County, anything outside of Kootenai County, we're going to start it as a campus, but it'll become a church plant with its own elders. It'll become its own church once it has its own elders uh, that have been developed. Inside the county, it's going to be underneath a shared eldership, and we have elders at every campus. But the job, my job is to say, how do we raise up good preachers who can preach the word? If, if, if it's all dependent upon me, what happens if I go down? You know, I call it the Mack truck principle. Anybody could be hit by a Mack truck at any time. What then? I want people who value the word of God being preached. And, they, and the people in the, in, the, in the church going, isn't that amazing? Another young guy, mm-hmm. another guy is, is preaching the word about Jesus. Um, rather than, I want to hear him. I like him. I think that's silliness. I think that's, again, immaturity Mm -hmm. in that if it's all about what you want to hear, not about the mission of God, people being raised at every level, then we have a problem. Now, we do, once a series, have a video from one campus, our campus here, to the other campuses. Usually that would be me uh, mm-hmm. Doing it, but not always. Sometimes it's one of the other guys, and then it's shipped out, and and that just reminds people we are a part of something bigger. Where where there's a central location that um, uh, everybody works together in the sermons, and and uh, there's a connection there. Again, there's some things that that numbers and more is better for. Mm-hmm. There are some things it's less uh for. And so we're trying to be connected, work together, be aligned, and yet still have the campuses, have preachers and teachers that are being raised up. And even individual ministries, just because we do something at Post Falls, doesn't mean we're going to reproduce it at the campus. Each area is is becoming unique in who got us sent there and mm-hmm. uh, the people that are moving in there. So a different kind of ministry can be started in a specific area based on the demographics and the leaders that God is bringing there. So we don't control it just because we do it. It's not like a franchise cookie cutter, right? Uh, The music isn't the same in each campus. We have different leaders. We don't control that kind of thing. So there's an autonomy in some ways, but there's also a togetherness and, and, and it's relationally based. And so um, again, our goal here is to raise up people who raise up people, to make disciples and make disciples, and to develop leaders who develop leaders as well. Mm-hmm. But
0: uh, there are times when uh, the entire congregation countywide gets together, and that's always a lot of fun. I th- I think about our Aligned Leadership event and our yeah. Thanksgiving uh, Eve uh, service uh, where we come together, and it, it uh, almost seems to add the momentum.
1: Yeah. And and the truth is, if everybody came from all the campuses, there's no building we have mm-hmm. that can hold it. And so that may, may change. You know, we may have to do countywide stuff with some sort of video interaction uh, because all the buildings are filled if we did it, you know. But again, that's a great problem to have in that we're trying to reach the people. Uh, reach the world for Jesus one person at a time, make biblical disciples in relational environments. So to move them from whatever large group gathering, where that might be um, a place where you serve, uh, volunteer, you work in children's ministry, you know, you know, whatever it is, right in a, it, you're serving there, but then it moves beyond that to relational environments where real discipleship and relationship is happening. It's both. And, uh, you, you talked about
0: eldership, uh, and how, uh, there's a couple elders from each campus. How, how does the eldership work for all the campuses and, and here at post falls,
1: yeah, if you're an elder at Real Life Ministries, it 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 you were chosen by the other elders because you're a servant. You care. You you you're you're proven. You mm-hmm. know the Word of God. You make disciples. Um, so you have to be a practitioner of the faith, proven. Then you have to be in a season of life where you don't leave your disciple making in your small group, but you can add the overall eldership to your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, your, your family's healthy enough. Your season of life is healthiness because we want you to be healthy over time. And then, um, we have, you know, two different kinds of elders. We have pastoral elders who, uh, shepherding elders who, who have some roles. and we have some administrative elders who have other roles. So we are an elder governed church. So I am not uh and and if you're in a campus your guy is not in charge with no accountability he answers to a group of people that he's a part of as do I it's an elder governed church uh and and then the staff leads out based on what the elders uh, have decided and and so we've got about 16 elders right now which include postfall elders el- elders and elders from each of the campuses, and we meet about twice a month. Uh, once is a we dinner together, a relational meeting. We talk about pastoral issues, and uh, once is more of a report from the administrative elders. And there are decisions that are made on that. So, again, these people are in small groups making disciples in churches on the weekend. They're spiritually mature people who are proven, who've been through a training process. Now they're a part of this team that helps make decisions for the whole group. But having uh, these pastoral elders in the
0: campuses give the campus uh, eldership oversight as far as pastorally they can go and do the things that uh, that the uh, elders are doing here in Post Falls. It's just we don't. Right. They're there. They're their boots yep. on the ground.
1: Their boots on the ground. They support that team. Help work with that team. And so, um, you know, in one of our other podcasts, we'll explain more of our eldership design that we are an elder governed church, but yes, uh, this group of elders have been uh, many of them elders for years. We have guys who've been elders for 20 plus years mm-hmm. on our team. And, uh, and yet we still are looking for people that God is showing us should be an elder at the campuses and even at post falls, because again, um, what a culture to have godly men who love the Lord and are serving and shepherding and caring and teaching and pastoring people. Why should there be a limit on that? Yet there are also decisions that have to be made. uh, And we need to have a a number of the right kinds of guys on that team to help us make the overall decisions. Because again, our staff, myself included, we do not make decisions outside of the eldership Mm -hmm. oversight on the most important issues like budget, pastoral uh, policy, you know, um, we have a group of guys who have certain decisions that they have to be a part of, finances. I, as an elder, I'm the only elder and I'm the senior pastor, I can't sign checks. I mean, we have such financial um, stability and oversight to protect uh, the finances of our church, uh, audits, mm-hmm. uh, three audits a year, all these things designed to keep us accountable with the eyes on the most important things so that we don't discredit the Lord's reputation in our church.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you talked about some of the advantages of the campuses being uh Smaller, going smaller, and but we also have some advantages because we are larger. You've talked about that. Uh, I don't want to get into the weeds too much, but it, there is some. There are some parts of the organization here at Post Falls that cover the entire campus
1: right. to the benefit
0: of, yeah. of the organization.
1: Yeah, so the campuses don't have to hire an HR person, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we take care of like the financial oversight, the legal parts of the the stuff that the other campuses don't have to take care of. When we first started here in post falls, I knew nothing about HR or what the law said about anything or hiring or all that. They don't teach you that in Bible college. No. And so over time, the team here, uh, God has brought the right people at the right time to make sure that the administrative parts were taken care of. And that takes the financial pressure uh, and the hiring pressure off of the individual campuses so that they're those guys over there are able to focus on the, you know, the the ministry and those kinds of things. They have a budget that they help to create and they live within that. But as far as all the other practices, I mean it's post falls takes care of that for all of them.
0: Right. Like communications right. and IT. Right. Uh very, very good. Well, I think that uh, about wraps up uh campuses. I am glad that we um, went that direction, um, somewhat forced to by the amount of people that have moved into the county, but uh, more sheep, we need more shepherds and we need uh, to spread out more. So that that makes a lot of sense. So uh, anyways, thanks, uh, Jim, for t- talking about campuses today.